Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, September 16, 2022. Today we're reading from the big book. Well, we're in There's a Solution, page 28, the fourth paragraph. We think it no concern of, of ours, down through and ending with, but most of us favor such membership. All right, today's readers are... For the steps, 12 steps, we have GNR. For the 12 traditions, we have Matthew G. The reader of the text is Anne-Marie M. Page 164 is Janice P.M. Our backup reader is Tenzin P. Newcomer greeter is Terry S. And second hour host is Karen K. Now, our reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, September 15, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern, Meeting is 19,409. That's 19409. And the 10 a.m. Eastern meeting is 19,410. 19410. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We're, we welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry a message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has both one primary purpose, to carry a message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And a vision for you, big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeater can, compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jeannie R. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, this is Jeannie R., the 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only the knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for the opportunity to do service, and I pass. Thanks, Jeannie. Next up with the 12 traditions is Matthew J. Hi, this is Matthew G. in Paris. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. 
personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for allowing me to be of service. Thanks, Matthew. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to this topic and literature we are discussing. And that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topics. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Muted. So today, we resume our study and um, there's a solution, page 28, where on the fourth paragraph, reading just one paragraph, starting off with, we think it no concern of ours, uh, through the paragraph ending with, but most of us favor such membership. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. Oh, that's that's next. We, we're going to have Anne-Marie M. start us off on this reading. Sorry about that. Good, good morning, Russ. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina. And through God's grace, I'm working the steps of... Uh, Overeaters Anonymous, I am uh, free from the compulsion and uh, recovered from compulsive overeating. We think no concern of ours what religious bodies our members identify themselves with as individuals. This should be an entirely personal affair with each one decides for himself in light of past associations or his present choice. Not all of us join religious bodies, but most of us favor such memberships. And I think of this paragraph as an instructional paragraph. This one line here that is instructing, I I feel instructing me, this should not be an entirely personal affair 
which each one de- this should be an entirely personal affair, which each one decides for himself in light of past associations um, or his his present choice. So I am just so grateful that this program is opened up to anyone that needs to stop, you know, either drinking in the big book, but you know, for any it's open to anyone who wants to stop compulsively overeating. And um, I'm just, I'm really grateful. I was brought up in a religion that I had gotten away from um, in my late teens. You know, once once I could start driving and then once I went off to college, I didn't participate in my religion anymore because I just, uh, I didn't, I, I, really, it was that I felt this God had turned his back on me because what I was brought up with was that if I do anything wrong, I'm going to be damned. I'm going to go to hell. And that was, um, you know, so I, I did so many things wrong in my in my teens. Uh, and so, it, you know, it's a short amount of time that I thought, forget it. God's got me crossed off his list. I'm not going to go anymore. And I didn't. I never really did get anything out of it. And then when I came into the twelve steps, I learned of a loving, caring God, and that was open. When when I heard that it was open to anyone, that it wasn't open just to my particular religion, I was. It just was heartwarming for me that that this God would be loving towards anyone. Um, in my particular religion, we're very much focused on what um you know my religion like all the other all the other religions whether they're christian or not were kind of put on the outside and so it was just it was very heartwarming to me that we could welcome anyone in and i'm just really grateful and since this time it took me a while but i got back into my religion and i i have a whole different experience because of the spirituality that I've been taught in the 12 steps. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, You know, they said it's no concern of ours what religious bodies our members identify themselves with as individuals. And then there's another part of the book. um, It's probably, uh, I'm not sure, probably we agnostics. You know, it, it, it encourages people to go to see rabbis or priests or pastors, you know, Okay, to go to see, to seek out whichever religion that you want. So um, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Anne Marie. We're going to open it up now for sharing. Um, although we uh, value your experience, we ask that you didn't share it every third day. So if you share it on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. Well, others do get a shot to share. All right, one at a time. Nancy Anne Marie K. Kathy C. Barbara, Anna Teresa Pete. P. All right, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nancy, Nancy P. Anne Marie. Uh, I heard Barbara in there. Kathy C. Uh, Kathy, Kathy C. Who else? Loretta P. Dara L. Teresa at Loretta. Teresa P. Yep. Teresa, Loretta, and Dara. I think that's a pretty good list. Lynn from Montreal. All right, we'll put Lynn in there. I think this is a great, great list. 
All right, so let me go through this. Nancy P., I heard Ann, Kathy C., Barbara, Teresa P., Loretta H., Dara L., and then, then Renee H. So, Nancy P., you are up. Hi, good morning again, Russ. Uh, Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. This is my second favorite page in the entire book because, <clears throat> excuse me, this page gives me permission to be agnostic. And, you know, the whole page talks about it. You know, they say a multitude of ways in which men have discovered God. So, you know, good for me. And faith can be acquired. That means I could probably get it on Amazon if I could figure out the Boolean code. And then the next paragraph says there's no friction among us over such matters, you know, for religious people. And I will say for people with no religious um, beliefs, there's also no friction. And religion is a convenient path, but it's not the only one. And so, you know, the current paragraph that we're on, they say, you know, whatever works for you. And I, you know, nothing worked for me. That was the whole problem. Nothing worked. The cross, the crescent, or the star, I didn't like any of those options. And um, so I had to take a spiritual machete and bushwhack my way through the jungle and hack my way onto the road of happy destiny by myself, build my own on-ramp. But my very agnosticism was like an arrow that shot me into the center of a spiritual recovery that is second to none. I've never been more buoyant, more joyful, happier, more contented, more serene in my entire life than I was since I started working these steps in the way that the book says exactly as it says it without leaving anything out. I did exactly what the book said from beginning to end, and I continue to do it every single day. I don't wait for it to come to me. I go out to meet it, and with that, I'll pass. All right, Nance, thank you. So we have an N followed by Kathy C. I just didn't get the first initial of your last name. You're up, Ann. Okay, Emory K. Thank you very much. Go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. I'm so grateful to be here with you all, and thanks, everybody, who's doing service. You know, um, the line here, we think it has is no concern of ours what religious bodies our members identify with. Well, you know, when I heard the first person that they identify, it was kind of funny considering we both had the same name, and I so resonated with it. But the thing that was really that I didn't even recognize until I was really thinking about this was that I had such confusion as a child because I had two fractions of two religions and I was brought up when my parents were, my father was alive and my mother was still not in a hospital, in a nursing home. I was confused because uh, they wanted me, it was very important for my one family that I was raised in this very strong, uh, very shameful religion. And I was, you know, seven and seven to nine years old, and it was like, what is this big deal? Why are they fighting about this, you know? Because I ended up going to a church that I ended up having to be by myself there, which I really hated because everybody else was there with their families. And I really identified with my other part of the family. At least I could go with my grandmother. So my experience with religion was really, again, very shameful uh, everything that I, I went to a parochial school, and it was like, what is this all about, you know? Uh, so uh, very much like everyone else, like I heard earlier, you know, once I could drive, man, I was not going to mass, that's for sure. 
Well, anyway, uh, I, I, I used to always say, oh, I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual. I had no idea what that meant. Boy, that's changed today. OA has given me such an understanding of a grace and a love that is beyond my wildest dreams. And it doesn't have to be defined by any religion. And, and I always say I'll still pray as a cultural Catholic, I will say, because it's, it's comfortable for me. That's the funny part of it. It's comfortable for me. But I have this relationship that allows me to define my relationship with my higher power. And that higher power loves me. And he wants me to be happy. And that is what OA has given me, this sense of peace and serenity that I never even though I thought I had it and I was, I had no idea because I was still busy playing God myself. It is such a relief to know that I don't have to define it by anybody else's characteristics of what my higher power should be. That's very personal. And today I know that higher power loves me and, and I feel that higher power to all the members that come and share and help me to understand what I really need in this life. And with that, I'm going to pass, and everybody have a great day. All right. Thank you, Anne-Marie Kay. So I got my order messed up. Next is Barbary, followed by Kathy C. Sorry for the confusion. So, Barbary, you're up. Oh, I'm up now? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, this is Barbara in New Jersey. I love this. This paragraph indicates that we're going to learn more about our issues with food as we understand them and then go on to speak to people among us who may be atheist or agnostic and that there's no great obstacle to whether we have a spiritual awakening or the educational variety referenced by William James earlier. And it admonishes us to look at Appendix 2 at the back of the book three times, page 25, page 27, and page 47. So obviously, they thought it was important. And this program of recovery is available to all of us if we're willing and honest enough to try and lay aside our skepticism. I don't, I've heard that religious people may believe in heaven and hell, but spiritual people have already been to hell, and I know I have. No prayer, no prescription from a doctor, no frothy emotional appeal worked, but this program did, and I didn't think. I told my sponsor early on, all I wanted was to lose the weight that I kept gaining and losing over and over again. And I didn't want to be spiritually or emotionally changed. And I really didn't need a three-legged stool. But she said, Barbara, just wait. Give yourself a chance. Act as if you believe. And I promise you, if you do all the work and keep an open mind, you may find you do have a higher power. It doesn't have to be the same for you as anyone else. It's your conception of what you want it to be. But wait, what do you have to lose? Your misery, your isolation, your being convinced you're going to die of this disease. There's so much to live for. 
just trust the process and see what happens. And that's what I did. And I can't say my recovery was linear. There were times when I struggled. But I know it's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up again to fight another day. And God doesn't make junk. And we're not junk. We're beautiful children of God. And this program really can save us all. So even though I was spiritually bankrupt, today I have a power much greater than myself. And the food is not the problem for me today. It only enters my mind if I don't surrender. So as someone likes to say, surrender, surrender, surrender. Thank you. I pass and thank you for your service. Thanks, Barbara. Next up is Kathy C. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. Um, I found so much relief when um, I was told that um, I can find or I can seek or there is a higher power, you know, within me, um, you know, to my own understanding. And the only idea I had to focus on is that I couldn't do anything with my own willpower. And just like it says on the top of the page here, right, a desperation of a drowning man. Yeah, that's that's that place, that hopelessness, that, that desperate place where I needed to be to, you know, um, to get out all the other ideas that I thought was going to work for me. Um, you know that intolerable situation that, that they talked about on page 25? This is why I need a spiritual experience. Um, it doesn't matter if I call my higher power God, right, G-O-D, or H-P, or spirit of the universe. The idea here is that the solution for me today is that in my heart, it's a fact that my creator lives today inside my heart in a way that is indeed miraculous. And this is what I needed. This is the promise that I needed to see that by myself, with my humanness, I couldn't get there. It was impossible for me. So I have two alternatives. I, you know, I think I had to choose, but I, I don't have a choice. I'm going to eat. It's telling me here that I live on a basis of two alternatives. Either I'm going to continue out, going on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of my intolerable situation, Right? or the other to accept spiritual help. Because, the, 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 you know, there's no, like, you know, door number three. Like, door number three literally brings me back to door number one, that intolerable situation thing. How did this happen again? I, you know, I made a decision not to, and I don't understand why I can't follow through. So today as well, not only with the food at the very beginning, but my higher power coming to see that I cannot live in a way Anyway, any loving way, you know, if I don't seek and continue to grow along spiritual lines, building a relationship with power, this is what I do today. Because I'm, I'm alone, left with my, myself, my humanness, I don't do so well. You know, so this is in every aspect. So there's no middle of the road solution. Here it's telling us the solution, the cement that binds us, is that we all have this power of higher power living inside us. This is where I need to live to today. I'm living in the solution. I pass. Thank you very much for letting me share. 
Thank you, Kathy. Appreciate it. So before Teresa P. jumps on here, I'll let you know where we're at. We're on page 28. There's a solution. The fourth paragraph, starting with we think it no concern of ours, what religious bodies our members identify themselves with, ending with, but most of us favor uh, favor such membership. And it's just one paragraph. So, Teresa P., you're up. Hi, I'm Teresa P. Um, grateful recovery. Um, my tongue's not working right again. Gracefully recovered in California, and I'm uh, so so glad that you know I can hear um, everybody sharing and realize that you know I'm not alone. And because I was alone all my life, because all I, I was alone, me myself and I in my head. Um, you know, I just. My mom was busy, had so many things to do, and uh, my older sister, she's only a year older, but it was, it was old, you know, she was bigger than me, and she was me. Uh, so I had nobody I could trust. My dad, I couldn't trust him either. And so, uh, but I did get into, get into Catholic school, and I loved it there. I loved everything about it. They had rules. I loved it. And, uh, and everybody had to be good, and I loved that, too, and and I love the uh, whole idea of God. But, you know, I, I got this idea of a judgmental God. He was way up there in the sky. and and uh, But that's okay. And I'm trying to be good. In fact, I actually wanted to be a saint. You know, I was going to be St. Teresa and try really hard. And uh, and I was even going to be the little nun and all that stuff. And uh, But then, you know, we got my little sister. And uh, she suffered for two years with hardly breathing and and I was just sure that God was going to make her well. He was going to be a nun, and he was going to make her well, and everything was going to be fine. Well, she died. And I was just broken, just broken, because, you know, I couldn't trust God. Look at what he did. He, he, but my, he, didn't, he didn't heal her. She, she, she died. And that, that, that broken trust remained with me for years. I never shared it with anyone. And I didn't even talk, I didn't talk about anything with anyone. And, you know, and it was just, it was, and I had to, I had to be broken really hard because, you know, I kept trying to do, you know, what I thought was right and it wasn't working. And, you know, and I was going to church, but, you know, you know, hating it, hating parts of it. And, you know, it was God I can't trust, but I got into program and, uh, you know, thank God for that. You know, the, the food brought me down. And, uh, and, you know, and I got to, you know, got to see, you know, the, the, the real God, you know, the, the loving God. And he's not up there with a, with a list judging and, you know, sending people to hell. And, you know, at least nobody really makes it into heaven because nobody's good enough. And then, you know, these babies, you know, die and suffer all, suffer all their little, all their little life. And so I couldn't, you know, understand that. And today I get to get to know I don't have to worry about any of that. I have a, a loving God and who's taking care of everyone and everything. And, you know, my little sister, you know, she died over 60 years ago. But you know what? She's been happy ever since. And I have peace with that and go, do I know why, you know, it all happened? No. She wasn't. But however, I do know that she was a treasure in my life. And, you know, and and that, you know, God brings me treasures. That doesn't mean they're comfortable. But treasures, blessings, whatever you want to call them. But they are, thank you. But they are all the things that I need. And so I just get to accept and go, okay, God, 
what do you want me to do with this? You know, I will be done. Amen. Thank you for letting me share my past. Thanks, Teresa. Next up is Loretta Loretta H. Followed by Dara L. Thank you, Russ. Hi. Hi. Thank you, Russ, and everybody on this line, along with my precious God, who is saving my life today, recovered in North Carolina. I looked up the word affair, and that's a phenomenon. And it's part of my convoluted story of me understanding God as I understand him today. As a little girl, I grew up in the Catholic faith, and then I became a teenager, and I couldn't figure out how the virgin birth happened. And then I equated God with Jesus, so I decided not to believe in that. In fact, at 18, I went to a rabbi to make to see if I could become Jewish, because it just confused me thoroughly. And um, then he would let me... Uh, do the religion unless I studied it. And of course, I didn't want to work that hard. So I decided, well, I'm not doing that. And I went off to college and became an agnostic. And, you know, the set aside prayer. And that's why I love, I love that idea of a God of my own understanding. And today with God's grace and mercy, I have that. Um, in fact, it says on page and with much of the to our relief, we discovered we did not need to consider another person's God. Our own conception, however, even though our was inadequate, uh, was sufficient. And that was the door that opened. You know, the God of my understanding, as everybody says, he, I stand under him today. I still don't understand him. I don't understand all the phenomenon that's happened to me because of my recovery. And and it, But it was God. What I could not do for myself, he did for me. And the other thing that I heard from on a podcast was that, if I was a Catholic back in the Oxford group days, I would not be able to join the Oxford group because it was not a Catholic organization. So God has a really good sense of humor that he made me, got me to join now. And I am just so, so, so grateful because today God is everywhere and he is within me and it's called love. And, um, practicing the principles in all my affairs. That's a phenomenon. That's what he gives me every day if I work this program. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta. Next up is Dara Alpha by Lynn Renee Hey, good morning. Uh, thanks for your service. This is Dara Alam, a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, this paragraph to me, I, I, I'm thinking about it in context of when the big book was written and um, religious, uh, you know, religious congregations, orders, and communities were really the only place to go at that time for spirituality, or at least, you know, um, there, there wasn't a whole lot of spirit, there weren't a whole lot of spiritual options other than religious communities. And when I read this today, you know, in 2022, in the light of all that's available, I think it's 
talking about religious bodies, but I also think it's talking about so much more than that. And so I see this as an invitation to find God in communities where we find spirituality beyond the boundaries of the 12-step rooms. And, um, and to me, that's super exciting because I think about who I was prior to coming into these rooms and prior to coming into recovery. And the idea of joining any community was like disgusting to me. I mean, I would go into groups of people and I was like, ugh, you're all stupid. I hate you all. I mean, I was like vicious or I would feel like an outsider, like, oh my gosh, I don't belong here, you know, and there's nothing that I can take from this and nothing that I can give. And, and the idea, right, that like I can decide for myself in the light of past associations or my present choice um, where to go, you know, where to go for spiritual and emotional nourishment. And, um, and for me, you know, my relationship with God is something that has evolved over time and continues to evolve over time. Um, and I, I, you know, I think it, this, this paragraph holds true, whether someone's an agnostic, whether someone's an atheist, you know, like whatever, whatever it is, right? Like we all get to decide what spiritual communities work for us and whether or not we want to belong to one. And um, and I think religiosity is so beautiful and important. And for many people, that's been their path, but it's not the only path. And I love that, um, you know, the big book was written, I don't know, however many years ago, I'm not a historian, but, um, but you know, when the big book was written, they used as expansive terminology and language and metaphors and examples as were available to them at that time. Um, but part of what the big book tells me, right, is that this path is open to everyone and that, um, you know, even like they, they didn't really change the first 164 pages of the big book, but the personal stories at the end of the book um, are continually being updated or, you know, and when they're updated, they're updated to include more and more people. Um, and I think, I think that's because um, as addicts, you know, we have a tendency to identify out but I just want to say that, you know, for me, it's super important to look at how yeah. it apply to me and uh, think. Um, and I'm not a religious person, but I'm a spiritual one. And today I can belong to various communities. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dara. Next up is Lynn Renee H. And then we're going to take another list. So good morning, everyone. Lynn Renee H. from Montreal. I'm so happy to be here this morning. Um, yeah, all of this religion thing and God thing is the the reason why I left when I was 26 years old and I came back in the rooms I was 42 because I thought I had my own God, which was me. <laughs> and I had worshipers, but they didn't stay long <laughs> uh, because I wanted to do things like I wanted to do them. So they kind of said, not, not with you, uh, you're not my kind of person. And I wasn't my kind of person. And um, being on my knees made me uh, really understand what this set-aside prayer is all about. Please help me put aside everything I think I know about everything, every single thing, uh, especially the things that I think I know. <laughs> it's, it's really strange because when I think I know something, why in the world would I go and be curious about looking for something else if it's working. And um, I've learned in the program that when I do give myself the gift of putting things aside and listening 
and reading and listening again because I didn't understand the first time and the second time and the 5,000th time, I do get something really good out of this. And that's why we come every day. And what happened with, oh, my God, because like I mentioned, I, well, first of all, just the word wanted to make me vomit. It was, ooh, stop saying that word. And, and yeah. And um, I really, for the people that are struggling, I do, you know how I, I really related at the beginning and as I, I thought of him or her or what, what you want to call it, um, as an imaginary friend who is always inside. He's always there. And I'm, I was convinced, like a kid is, about Mr. Kangaroo who's following him all around. And Mr. Kangaroo is like, wow, he's there. And he's, he's never going away. And he's always there if he needs anything. And, he, and he, he protects him. And, like, don't sit on the chair. Mr. Kangaroo's there. And um, it's a little bit the same way as, as that thought for me about my God and my understanding is that he's inside and he's protecting me. Every step of every, every, every step of every, um, like everything of my life. And um, I am so grateful that I was open enough to listen to people of Christian background with podcasts and, and um, application on my phone that I listen to. And now, you know what the miracle is? Is even if I hear God or other words like, Jesus Christ and all of these things that I would like cringe to really I don't even oh. hear them anymore. so yeah I just hope like I I hope to everybody that you get the same gift of putting aside everything you think you know so the magic uh, the miracle can happen thank you so so much for uh, being out of service today and then with that I pass thanks Lynn Renee so we're going to take another group we're in there's a solution page 28 Fourth paragraph, we think it no concern of ours what religious bodies our members identify themselves with through that paragraph. Elena, please. Okay. And Elena, please. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So if, if you've shared um, in the past couple of days, please step back. <laughs> yeah, so I got a, a Elena, Elena, Elena C. Yes, okay. Uh, who, who is that? Linda, AMC, Kathy J, Kathy J, Terry M, Terry M. So let's go with that list. Uh, if I, uh, I didn't look at the time, so we'll see. If we, got. <laughs> if we can take more, we'll uh, take more and. Please, if you're not Elena C, please press star one to mute your phone. Good morning. Can you hear me, Ross? Yep, got you good. Good morning, Ross. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. What beautiful shares. Um, You know, this is a good paragraph for me. And I look at the definition between spirituality and religion. So it says that religions are most often based upon the lives, teachings, and beliefs of a historical or archetypal figure, such as Christ, Buddha, Moses, Muhammad, etc. And these figures are the subject of worship and devotion. 
and form the foundation of religious practices and rituals in a community. By contrast, though, spirituality is more often based upon the practical application of the founder's teaching. And it, it, in spirituality, the focus is on the inside of us, is being versus, you know, following. So in this, um, the study of the steps towards a, a spiritual awakening is the principle is spirituality, not religion, because it leads to each one of us to um, determine for ourselves what our relationship with our higher power is. And um, for me, when I was little, you know, and I grew up in that religion, um, the fundamentalist religion, you know, they told me to, that the other one is wrong. And I learned that I was right. You know, that the only religion that works in this world is the one that they told me to believe in. You know, and that was, it, it is it divided people over the years, that belief there that I'm right, you're wrong. So then I need to be better and maybe conquer you, even kill you. So in in here, though, what I appreciate is the the idea that spirituality is, is, is private, is personal. And if people choose to embrace certain religious beliefs, that's fine. And the most important thing is here that I'm okay with that. Whatever you want to believe, that's fine. This is between you and your higher power. What I believe is between myself and my own higher power. And everybody's okay with me. And I am very grateful that that is happening through my um, studying of the 12 steps. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Elena. Next up is Linda D. followed by Ann C. Hey, Russ. Good to see you. I uh, can't see you. Good. good to hear your voice. It's Linda D. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we got you loud and clear. Okay, well, I'm completely baffled by what I just read. So let me tell you, I wake up baffled a lot. And because I'm human, it took me uh, only 78 years to figure out, wow, this is way over my head. And there is a higher power because it showed up. And it shows up, or he or she shows up with every breath, and I use the word God now because it's a kind of a common uh, label. I don't, that's not what I use, you know, privately, but I have the gift of life today. What am I going to do with it? Not a hell of a lot without God. I will not know how to live a life out of fear, which was the disease, is the disease, isn't going anywhere, how to live it out of fear and in love. Well, I must know what love is. Not too much. I, I let it define, it, he or she, define itself every day. I just do what I'm supposed to do because I ask this power because it is inside. And holy mackerel, it's real. Really real. How do I know that? Because 
I surrender, surrender, surrender. I love what was said by the first person about an open mind and just surrender and do what's indicated. Set aside what you think you know. That's really valuable. And this love will reveal another another aspect of itself. I have to love a bully? Uh-huh. And you know what? It works. It's unbelievable that God, but it's real, that God, the word I can use now, is really real and really does love me. I don't have to guess. This power shows up every single day, and I stay plugged into you guys because you're my community, and I love you with every breath in my body. You saved my life. You're, you're my community, and with that, I pass. Thanks, Linda. Next up is ANC. We got ANC. Thank you, everyone, for, for being here today and for welcoming me yesterday for uh, my first day. Um, I did try the program uh, years ago, but I was still in turmoil and, uh, and, and just not ready to um, embrace everything. But the... Uh, this is a wonderful um, uh, paragraph. I um, didn't question the religion I was raised with, but um, as I experienced, um, whatever is whatever was not spoken about in my home, I exhibited to the outside world. And one of those things was the the religion that um had brought um shame and uh bigotry to one of my parents so the it, it all of a sudden i am i am leaning more toward this religion that i wasn't fooled with but that's just, I just wanted to embrace my whole family. But but there was, basically, I, I was different than the rest of my family. And, and interestingly, with when you call the names here, I, when I would try to say my name two years ago when I started, or today, I'm like, um, nobody's listening to me. Nobody hears my name. I, all these names are coming up and everybody else is listened to. Well, that's exactly how I felt in my family. And so, but there is such a sense of peace to connect with this group that that I feel, and, and, and before when I had tried to join and was in relationships and different things, you know, I I actually was judgmental about things. And now yesterday when I joined in I I didn't feel any judgment or any little things that bothered me that people said or you know about their religion or about their whatever. It's like I just this is the time is right for me. I feel because I'm just, you know, 
I love the line, know, know God, but know yourself. And Time. I'm really getting, thank you. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks, Ian. Next up is Kathy J, followed by Terry M. Oh, did you say Terry M? I can't We have Kathy, Kathy yeah, J, I'm... then Terry. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, recovered compulsive overeater in Illinois. Um, well, my higher power, um, you know, in the beginning when, when they wrote this, um, a lot of the stories in my story was religion was crammed down my throat and I couldn't be corrected. I couldn't subject, <clears throat> I couldn't accept the discipline because I was eating sugar for breakfast, lunch, and dinner you know, and craving in between. Uh, I was distractible and I didn't realize, obviously, that, you know, growing up. So so as much as I wanted to be good, supposedly, to the religion, I couldn't. Anyway, what, what this is saying is we got to start over from scratch. And I did. I started over from scratch and submitted myself to the spiritual principles in this program. And learn to forgive the nun who hit me or all that crap, you know, to be loving and forgiving towards religion. God's too big for one religion anyway. Um, the God I have today um, it needs to be sufficient to remove my desire to eat compulsively. And that has to be it. Um, and religion wasn't sufficient, but the ideas I had about religion weren't. So to overeat um, is to die. My higher power comes through me and um when he does it's i feel good right and he saves you know uh solve my, all my problems you know i just believe in two step two that he's going to do that and he bends reality i mean things that are impossible happen he's inspiring if i if i ask for the in, uh, upon awakening for the inspiration and the and the decisions he's loving soft not rigid like the religious um, structure I grew up with. And that's okay. I love it now. Um, I appreciate what I learned. I appreciate what I couldn't learn. And he's good orderly direction, G-O-D. Uh, I do things in order because I can now, because the food's out of the way. I could, you know, I can be corrected. Uh, I can subject myself to the next right thing instead of the next thing I want to do. And... um the 12 steps brought me there. God's too big for one religion. And it doesn't matter. Um, take what, take what you, what's going to enrich, but it's a personal relationship. And that's what the 12 steps brought me to. A personal relationship sufficient and to fill in the gaps between meetings and phone calls and other stuff. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Kathy. Next up is... Terry M, and we'll see where we're at. Kind of probably going to close it out. So we'll probably close it out, Terry. Let's see where we're at. Go ahead. This is Terry M from uh, Texas, Dallas. So um, thank God I was brought up to be open-minded about religion. And um, I, I was born to two Jewish parents, but I lived near Mexico. And a Catholic lady lived with us. And uh, I went to church with her and uh, had friends, Catholic, 
And uh, but I was never confused who 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 I was, but I just appreciated so much. I also found things that I loved about confession that my Catholic friends would would tell me about. So when I went to Canada one time, Vancouver, I went to an OA meeting, and the leader announced at the very beginning that she was uh, either atheist or agnostic, and that she had always been, and that she didn't plan to be any different. And it was the one of the most spiritual meetings I had ever been to. So I was just kind of with my mouth open during the meeting because I'd never been to a meeting uh, where somebody openly talked about their agnosticism or atheism, um, if that's the right word. And and as I say, it was such a spiritual meeting. So um, then I've met other people, uh, met another lady who... uh, didn't believe in God or her, her higher, she said she was a humanist, but she was embarrassed or she didn't want to talk about uh, her, her being different than most of the people at the meeting who believed in God. So um, I learned about what a humanist, uh, what, what it meant to her. So yeah, I think the open-minded is, uh, needs to come. And also that uh, in the back of the book where it talks about contempt before investigation, uh, because um, I must admit, when I heard about some religions, I had some prejudice or, or judgment, maybe that's the word, and um, I needed to, to investigate, which I did, and then I understood. So this contempt before investigation uh, got me in trouble being contemptuous, and it still does, and I, I have to, I like to say, remember that uh, every day that I need to investigate to prevent my contempt and judgment. And I pass and thank you, Russ, for your being the trusted OA servant. Thanks, Tara. Appreciate it. So we're kind of close. We got about a minute. Anybody want to take a minute? All right. Let's let's just close it out. We're going to close the meeting out now. Um, so thank you to everyone that shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following closing. So we have today's share ID, Friday, September 16, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,416. That's 19416. Now we will... Close with a reading from a big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. I asked Janice PM to read uh, Vision for Your Book is Meant to be Suggested Only. Okay, certainly. This is Janice PM, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you. And to us, ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you can now transmit something that you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. 
abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Uh, admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely Meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.